Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm solo once again to look at Batman encountering the shark in the 1966 Batman movie. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Yeah, I'm afraid it's just me this time. There's a couple of reasons for it. One of them is the reason that uh, I lasted my solo one. I like to have a stockpile of episodes that I can fall back on if there should be a problem or people can't make recordings, etc., etc. And what with it now being the summer and people being very busy, I'm only one week ahead of the recordings, so... (laughs) As I speak right now, I haven't got one to come out next week, so that's why I'm doing it. That's number one. Number two is Microsoft have bought Skype, and it seems that they don't like the idea of third-party companies selling software to use to record Skype. So they're going to sever their ties with them and produce a new version of Skype, I think. I think it's beginning of September, that will have... Uh, a built-in recording facility which is fine I don't mind that well as long as I don't have to pay for it but what it means for me at the moment is it's already had an effect the software that I bought to record Skype has folded and I can't use it I've downloaded a free piece of software to do it and while crude um, it will do the job but Again, I don't know how long it's going to be before that one is severed. So I'm trying as hard as I can to get as many recordings done. So if there is a gap between me not being able to record and Skype bringing out this new one, at least I'll have a few episodes. So So why choose this sequence this week? Well, if you have listened to the Batman Returns episode we did, I said there about how when I was very small, there were three things that I was into. There was the Romans, there were the dinosaurs, and there was Batman. And Batman, um, I was obsessed by. I was obsessed by the comics. Uh, My older sisters said I actually learned to read, reading Batman comics rather than whatever books I was given to do that. Um, Loved the comic, loved the character, Loved anything to do with it. Uh, Loved the bubblegum cards that came out at the same time. And this film came along when I was four. And this is the very first film I ever saw in the cinema. One of my older sisters took me to see it at my local flea pit. And yeah, there I think there and then was, uh, um, you know, um, born a love of anything fantastic and fantastical. So it explains a lot, really. And of course, this sequence I'm going to talk about, it is a classic sequence. Anybody who really knows the Batman TV series, even if they haven't seen the film, seem to have a memory of Batman fighting the shark. And it's famous, not for all the right reasons, but I think it perfectly encapsulates 
the charm and the appeal of the TV series and the Batman comics of the mid-1960s. So, here we go. Let's go ahead and have a clip, and then I'll get started. Right, we're only seven minutes into the film, and what have we got? We have got, we're out at sea, and we have got a stuntman in a bat suit hanging from a real ladder, which is hanging from a real helicopter, which is flying above a real yacht that's in a real ocean. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he's pursuing this yacht because uh, Batman's set off to uh, check out that Commodore Schmidt Lab is okay on aboard his yacht. So yeah, this stuntman on a ladder is approaching the yacht we cut back to adam west and the appeal of course of the tv show and the film is it works on two levels you've got the high adventure for the children and you've got the high camp for the adults and i don't know i don't know if the four-year-old me actually believed that that really was still batman um up in the sky but it's not it's adam west on a ladder in the studio um, hanging in front of a rear projection screen of the sky and he looks brilliant hanging there like that I've got this on blu-ray and his costume is so fantastically vibrant and colorful you've got this metallic blue but also there's metallic purple in there as well just shimmering away he looks absolutely brilliant so we're cutting between Adam West on a set hanging on a ladder to the stuntman out on the ocean and as the uh, stunt or the bat stuntman uh, approaches the yacht, the yacht vanishes. We cut back to a shocked expression from Adam West and uh, he calls to Robin to take her up. And <laughs> I, I, I would, I'd like to go back in a time machine and take my four-year-old um, to see this in the cinema. I want to know just how many people in the audience are laughing because the next shot, you've got... Batman hanging on the ladder and he's dropped vertically straight down into the, into the water like you know it's a litmus, litmus test or something he's dropped straight down we cut to a reaction shot of Robin and then we cut back to him and out he comes out the water with the shark attached to his leg well it's engulfed his leg it's right <laughs> it's right up to his pelvis and uh Okay, the, the four-year-old me, I'm sure, was going along with it and enjoying it, but surely a four-year-old would think that's not a real shark. There's no way a four-year-old would think that's a real shark. The way it's, um, you know, just like hanging on the, like that, and you've got all the water gushing out of its backside. Holy sardine goes Robin, and uh, we get much thumping and kicking of the shark from Adam West, who's acting his socks off, bless him. I mean, he was crucial, I think, to the success of this show in that he played it absolutely straight, absolutely deadpan, absolutely straight. He's a complete L7, and he's giving it his all. He is really acting. He's grunting and groaning as he's punching this rubber shark. 
and I'd love to see the stagehands. There's obviously some stagehands just out of shot at the bottom of the screen who are like wiggling, you know, this shark to try and give it some sort of um, animation. It's not working though. Uh, Batman calls for Robin to bring down the shark repellent bat spray. Robin looks around the cabin and sure enough, there's a rack with a label of oceanic repellent bat sprays. And alongside the one for the shark, you've got one for the barracuda, you've got one for the whale, and you've got one for the manta ray. Presumably somewhere else in the uh, cockpit, you, there's a freshwater one, I guess, to uh, protect against piranhas and what have you. There's much kicking and punching from Batman as Robin descends the ladder, and I guess Dick Grayson starts showing off his circus roots because he does this hanging upside down thing to uh, present Batman with the repellent spray. Don't know why. I guess it just makes it a bit more thrilling to a four-year-old. Batman sprays it in the eye, down falls the shark, and boom goes the shark. And that's it. That's our sequence over because then we cut back to a press conference back in Gotham City. On to behind the scenes then. This film came out in the gap between the first season airing and the second season, but originally it was meant to actually come out before the first season. It was meant to have been out um, as an introduction to uh, all the characters that are going to be in the upcoming TV show. But ABC found out that many of its television shows were failing, and they ordered the Batman series moved back from its fall 1966 air date to the premiere of January. But they still decided to go ahead and make the film. Um, number one, you get a bit more money coming in. And number two, the budget of the film meant that you had uh, money to actually make extra vehicles. So that's why the Batcopter and the Batboat were, were built especially for this film. And of course, they then appeared in the second season, although it was mainly stock footage taken from this film was reused in the second season. And there were plans to come out with a second feature film release when this one did so well. And that one was going to come out between the second season and the third season. And that would have introduced the character of Batgirl. And again, because they had a bigger budget, they were actually going to make a Batplane. So pretty gutted that that never happened. I said earlier that old Adam, he was acting his socks off um, when he was thumping the rubber shark. And behind the scenes, there was some concern that they maybe had to dub the thumping noise. And when asked well, why, um, the answer was, it sounds too much like it's made out of rubber. Uh, at which point everybody else <laughs> fell about laughing. You're going to dub the sound over to make it realistic, but you've got a shark that looks like that. The Bat helicopter in this sequence was a 1964 Bell 47G3B1 helicopter. And it has been restored almost to its appearance in the film. It just doesn't have its dinky little wings. And it still makes appearances at air shows and other such things. It says here that it was also used in other productions, including the Green Hornet and Mission Impossible. Now, I don't know whether they mean that style and make of helicopter or if it was the actual one that was repurposed. I don't know. And that's behind the scenes over, so we go on to a rating. It's not going to be a surprise, really, is it? You know, I, I, I love this film and I love this sequence dearly. And um, But if you try and do a uh, an analytical view of the special effects, it's incredibly cheesy, but you're not supposed to believe it for one second. So you've got to kind of like address that as well. So I, I've decided to give it a 7 out of 10. 
That's it then. Uh, apologies, folks, for the shortness of this episode, but it's a sequence I've always wanted to do here. I'm still a huge fan of the show. You know, I just need to see a still from it or look at one of the bubblegum cards, and I'm that little kid again. I said at the start how how this was the first film I ever saw at the cinema, and I'm certain it must be the first special effects sequence I ever saw. Definitely the first ever one I ever saw at the cinema. And it set me on my way with a love for fantasy and science fiction and comic books and what have you. And that's why Carmine Infantino is my favourite Batman comic book artist and why Adam West will always be my Batman, no matter who they put in the cow. Right, I think that's me just about done. Again, sorry about the shortness, but... Uh, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that uh, we've had an episode of Effectively Speaking out once a week for 84 weeks now, uninterrupted once a week. And I, and I want to get at least to two years without a break in that. So um, this is a necessary thing. And uh, it also gave me an excuse to go back and watch this film. So uh, thank you for your indulgence. Normal service will be resumed next week, but we are sticking with Batman. Although, no rubber sharks, but there is an ocean. So, see you next week. Same bat time, same bat podcast. Bye-bye.